Um, welcome to our Mashup Podcast, and today we're inviting Judy to join us. Judy is a, a menswear designer from Mozilla, and yeah, can you uh, maybe let's just tell Judy to like introduce herself first, and yeah. Hello, um, my name is Judy. Um, I'm Chinese, but I grew up in LA. Um, I did my bachelor's at LCS, um, and then I did an internship in New York. Um, then after I graduated from LCF, um, I studied at IFM, which is Institut Français de la Mode in Paris. Um, and now I'm working at Maison Margiela for menswear. I've always studied menswear. Yeah. So uh, before I dig in, maybe I'll just like, do a little bit of like uh, uh, advertising about what Omashi <laughs> is first. <laughs> so Omashi is a social commerce uh, platform for all the fashion entrepreneurs and fashion students. So for fashion students, it is a good like a uh, platform for you to show uh sh showcase yourself. Uh, not only in like uh the digital way, but but also like to collaborate with like influencers and people's friends and family to create this kind of like uh word of mouth like uh experience and and we also inc uh, in, uh, um, we also inc uh, include a lot of like features like made to orders and like money flows and everything so if you want to like start your side hustles or like if you want to like start your own business it is a really good way for you to start that it is a really good platform to start your own business at uh, side hustles so let's go back to duty so like, so yeah, you said you work in like Mason Magella. So what it is like to work there? Mm, I would, for me, I think it's really different than um, any other company just because it's not so corporate. Like for example, in, in Paris, a lot of the, you would think all the luxury companies are part of like a big, big house like LVMH or Keering. And basically as a designer, you lose a lot of control. Um, and so at Maison Margiela, we still contain like a lot of control of our design work and it's still very, very creative. Um, but when I hear around um, other companies, it's not so much the case. So I think I'm really lucky that I can still be super creative, even though like I'm in like a real job and have to like sell. Um, and it's really inspiring because everyone there is so creative and the team atmosphere is super amazing. Like every day it's just it's kind of like you're still in school because everyone just works so hard and everyone gets along. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it is really interesting to work in the big houses because it, I mean, before I, uh, it was an internship, but before I like worked in Celine, I was like almost like, like thinking of like the big houses, it should be like, Germany, like you just do your own job. Like you're not really like and get involved in this kind of like creative thing, but actually no, I mean like, because before I worked in Italy, I went to some few small one and it is really corporate. I just like, I mean, didn't really have like any like chances to like actually do any of the design thing, but actually in the big, like bigger houses, like more well-known houses, you actually got chances to do more of like the design job. So I think that's really cool. But uh, before like Mason Magiola, like I think you work, uh, because I know Judy so well, I think you work in like couple like internship before, right? So how is, how is this like to work in a smaller company and uh, how is it different from like working like the big one? Yeah, so during my studies at LCF, um, I did an internship at CQM Studios, who, um, who's in New York City. Um, 
basically it was a very very small company um i was the only like uh designer besides the creative director and so i had a lot a lot of responsibilities and it's just insane because you never have this kind of opportunity in a bigger house um basically um i did every single role possible from like design to pattern making to production even um showroom and it's different because when you're in a bigger house um everything is very very separate so each person has their own job um either you do um design or you do production or you do pattern making um and even within design you have specific roles so there is like technical designer which um you do all like the technical drawings and you follow up with production um there's also like pre collection um designers who are more like commercial based and then there's show collection which is more like um draping and kind of just more creative and so um in siki and i did everything which is really really unusual actually but in margella um uh for the menswear team we're a bit special we do every single collection so i'm i do pre collection main collection um carry over and show collection um so it's a bit like you know a smaller company within the luxury houses uh so that's why we have so much responsibility but in the end i'm still only like um kind of it's we call it 3d designer um but basically mm-hmm. i mean uh we drape so yeah. using a lot of image to drape yeah i think that's really interesting because like when i work in the really really small one like literally it's just like you in sticking in by working like martina spelova it's literally me and the designer is herself like yeah, exactly. everything actually i feel like i actually learn quite a lot from the small company yeah, when of course, yeah, yeah because yeah because like you literally have like chance to like experience different things from like the pattern making tracing all the patterns doing small stuff and like to like i don't know i was doing a lot of weaving the texture making and to like when they doing the fittings and stuff it's really interesting and then the big company i think it's also really interesting but it's really different and because like, you got different teams but uh so i love the idea of the 3d design thing because when i was working in selling i was in 3d design team too but it's like yeah. not really exactly the same thing as well what you did in majella i guess i'm not i'm not so sure cuz i never actually uh had the experience in majella before but like it is quite cool so you said that you were uh, studying lcf like as as my classmate sort of and uh ifm what's the difference like between LTF and IFM because i mean one is BA one is MA and yeah. one is in London one's in Paris i think it is mm-hmm. even though it's quite close by and then it's like i mean it's like 2 hours train ride but i mean it's, i i guess still probably quite a lot of difference in realm yes it's super super yeah. different it's like completely two different worlds that i was in in LCF uh first it was a BA so already that's a mm-hmm. little bit different because um for BA you're kind of exploring yourself you know you're trying to create your own like creative identity and mm-hmm. just kind of exploring like whatever you really want and the teachers really really encourage you to be super super expressive and everything to be like as far as you can go you know they'll never ever stop your creativity like at LCF basically mm-hmm. it's just um 
wherever your mind can take you, go there. You can do whatever. Um, and no boundaries, you know, everything is, um, everything's achievable. Yeah. Um, then I went to, when I graduated, I realized that's not really realistic if you want to re- work in a company. Um, mm-hmm. But I realized that after my internship um, during my second year, that, oh, yeah. wow, it's, it's so different working in a company. You can't really, like, use, like, your imagination to, like, the fullest because uh-huh. in the end, like, these are products that need to sell. And yeah. it was really awkward, like, um, going back to school because I was kind of conflicted um, in my final year. Like, I still wanted to do really, really creative stuff and things that just kind of, kind of, like, artworks. But, um but then like in my mind, I knew I didn't want to start my own company yet. And so I knew I wanted to work for a brand, but I didn't really know how. And so um, I decided to study my master's. Um, and then I found that IFM, it's like really a school that prepares you to go into like companies because they kind of market themselves as a business school and not a design school. Oh, so that's really interesting. That it's yeah. kind of like... Um, it's completely different than LCF, you know. So it's almost they like teach you how to work within school. boundaries. Sorry. Yeah, it's almost like an industry ready school. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they teach you how to work like within limits. Like for example, um, we had like a lot of um, projects that were collaborations with brands, and so we worked mm-hmm. with like brands like Givenchy and stuff like that. And they, they come to our school and give us a brief and then we design like, like a capsule or a mini collection and present it to the designers themselves. And that was really amazing because you get like uh, industry feedback, you know, that's really, really yeah. valuable. Like why, why they don't like this thing and what does it mean if they do launch it and, you know, stuff like this. It's just mm-hmm. really, really inspiring that you, we never really got an LCF. Yeah, so it's like almost like a very flexible thing. You need to be like really flexible to like understand the taste, like the different brands like identity is, right? Yeah, you need to know how to kind of adapt your creative universe. Like Mm -hmm. um, to basically you have to have such a good understanding of your own aesthetic and your own design like taste. Yeah. So that you can like, uh, Add you know, it to... with another brand's aesthetic and kind yeah. of have kind of harmony you know that uh-huh. it's not just about yourself anymore but you still need to have what makes it special that you designed it you know yeah so it is really interesting because that's what I like when, when I went to like the university in Taipei I was talking about it like when I first like did my first day in Celine I literally, everyone keeps telling me that my boss keeps telling me that like, your design need to be more silly, more silly. I literally have no idea what that means. I was like, I mean, design dress, I mean, yes, it's not like perfect, but like, it's good enough. Like, it's just like, no, it's not silly at all. I was like, oh God, what does that even mean? After, yeah, from time to time, I start to get the ideas. And I think that's what, like, when you did a training in like IFM, like, just I started to become like really flexible from, I don't know, it's like week to week basis, like you do like the project. Yeah, yeah. But also the difference, really is, the difference is in LCF, they kind of teach you about yourself. It's everything yeah. is about yourself as a designer, how you uh-huh. are going to present yourself to this world. But at IFM, it, it was all about like, you have to know about all the brands that created the fashion industry yeah. and what it was, to, what it's like today. You can't just not know 
like the history of, of all these brands because mm-hmm. you have to know the archives in order to bring it to the present. Yeah. And so you can't just go into a house not knowing like uh like who like has been in that house, like what are the different creative directors have brought to the brand and like yeah. how it's changed over the years, you know. And I think that's so, yeah. it's really unrealistic that LCF never taught us any of this. I know. I mean like for all the design students, I literally have no idea. Like if they have like if they've been to the internship, like did the internship probably start to have some ideas, but like if they haven't, I think that just like I mean, this is a lesson that people really need to like all the students really need to learn on how to adapt themselves into something else and still be themselves at the same time. Just like Yeah. Find a ratio of the balance of like how you do how do you do. I think that's really impressive. And especially but do you think that you learn more like after you work? like in every company like for example the one that you're 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 working for right now do you think that you start start to have the hands of it of like how to balance it like i mean for sure because um well also like this one of the best parts about working at margella is like working with a team and we have like a team of designers that you can learn from you know and it's great to like kind of you can bounce ideas off of each other and in the end you have like one main goal which is like one collection and mm-hmm. so you can see how like other people can incorporate like their own aesthetic into like what they think is going to be mm-hmm. the future of margella and i think that's really inspiring because I mean, you have a sense of what it's so it, what it used to be like, you know, what Mar- how Margella came to be, but mm-hmm. it's difficult to like kind of inject yourself in it. So just by watching like other people do it, it's just you can already have a sense. Yeah, of you can yeah. Bring it well. And it's quite cool to learn things from other people too. To like yeah, working yeah. around boundary is actually quite cool. In the beginning, like when I was a student, I was like, no, I hate it. Like, I mean, why do I always need to use shirt fabric or white fabric to yeah. like create a collection? I was like, well, I hate it. And then afterwards, yeah. I mean, I start to like start to understand like why school teaches to do it, I guess. So it is quite cool. So I have a few questions from students. Like mm-hmm. everyone's keep asking me like how, what kind of quality or what do you need to have to work in somehow like a bigger company like do you need to like really like study abroad like in Europe or in the U.S. or do you need to like always have like a work experience and stuff like yeah how do you need what do you need to like achieve what do you need to have to achieve this like to work in a bigger company well um kind of on the topic of like studying abroad I think this one's very, very tricky because what different schools can bring you um, is like a different platform for yourself to, you know, for you to present yourself. Um, So there are definitely like um, special circumstances where you don't need to go to like a great school, but you already have this kind of sensibility that you can present and that's where social media comes in, you know, Um, but to be honest, I think it's a bit a bit rare because just being in like those like name brand schools means that everyone around you, your classmates, they're the people also going to inspire you. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit difficult to kind of grow and develop your design sensibilities just by yourself. You know, you kind of need the kind of, 
how do you say like not competition atmosphere or atmosphere to kind of guide you in a direction especially if um you know you're you're still like you're still young and you're still you know growing Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what like one of those like european schools will bring you i don't really have experience with asian schools so i can't really say much about it but like i do know that of course there's chances like for you to you know, stay in your own country and showcase yourself. And and that's the beauty of social media. You can build your own following and present your work there and gain a lot of like, uh, you know, followers and friends through that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think like building up like little by little is quite important because I am, of course, I mean, like, even if you like studying like in like, I don't know, like somewhere in the world, I mean, it doesn't matter. But like, I mean, if you have chance to like, I don't know, just send out a cold email to like all the companies from big yeah. to small. I mean, little by little, like everyone start from small, like basically, if you don't have the name of like the big school or like the really famous school, like the industry is looking for, then just look of, look for the other way around. Maybe like start from like really for small, sure. like, yeah. yeah. Start from, yeah. Keep it's also like the people you meet along the way um, of your design career, like from from you know your foundation school until like your internships anywhere you can meet you can meet people like anywhere you go um but especially in internships because that's where you would showcase you know your sensibilities your aesthetic your work um and it's a perfect way to meet people you know any internship anywhere you work because actually the circle is so 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 small like i'm sure there's like someone anyone you can meet who will know someone who can yeah introduce you to people you know I think mm-hmm. like uh, human interaction is so important in this field. Yeah, this is kind of quite, quite, quite interesting because like now, like there's a lot of students in, in Taiwan, but mm-hmm. I mean, just like, for example, Shanghai, Japan, Tokyo, or like, I mean, Seoul, like in, in Korea, it's so close by. I mean, there's so many small, but like sort of kind of like up and coming like company that you can yeah. do the internship in. And that's a good like starting point to like move, sure. to, move to the bigger one. Because like, I mean, obviously bigger, like bigger company or bigger houses, they look for the name, like for, I don't know, validation of like bigger school, the more, more, more famous school. But they're also looking for your work experience as well at the same time. Like, I mean, like if you have a bigger name of the, like the brand they used to stay in or like you did the internship in, I think that would be also like be accounted to like, oh, your portfolio or your like uh, how you showcase yourself. I mean, at the same time, your work is kind of important too. So if you have yeah. like, I don't know, one million followers on Instagram, I think like that's something that if you go and went to like the interview, like people will just like, they will probably won't want to see that. Well, wow, you have one million, one million followers on like for example instagram or whatever website they'll definitely look at it and be like wow i mean maybe we should really talk to this person or why yeah. so yeah that's I mean, quite cool yeah it, yeah in the end it it does come down to your portfolio because mm-hmm. like no matter like how i don't know like what school you go to whatever it doesn't you know it doesn't matter as long as your portfolio is what they're looking for and honestly like there's there's so much you can do to like uh to make your portfolio the best as it can be without like you know name brand like schools teachers whatever kind of you you 
you can meet people anywhere. For example, when I said you can go to a small internship, like if you do respect the person you're, you're, you're working for and you do like their design work, well, you can ask them for advice to look over your portfolio, you know, and I think guidance is really important because when you're stuck in your own little, you know, little world, it's hard to like, see anything outside and it's hard to kind of like move in a different direction just by yourself. You need like an outside perspective. And it's really, really good to find someone's work that you respect and uh, to ask them for guidance. Yeah, and then I think do a like mini project for the brand that you like and you want to work for. It's quite helpful too, right? Yes, that's, Sometimes, that's helpful. Yeah. Because like even yeah. then, like even if they don't ask for it, it's a great exercise for yourself. Like just to like see if you can like kind of insert adapt your own your, yeah. uh, adapt your sensibilities to this you know brand's identity it's it's really mm -hmm. difficult like so if you find yourself forcing it too much and you really can't get into like their world maybe it's not a good yeah, fit that, not a good idea true. but if you think everything comes supernaturally and you you really believe in this work that you did like uh your little capsule collection you did for a brand then it just means that you have to fight for it you know mm-hmm so uh so nowadays obviously with covid and with like uh like you know i mean that is like uh well like it's really hard to go to places to places is there any way like it's like social media store kind of take place of like how like people like um i don't know like showcase themselves do you think like how do is there anything that all students need to require to actually is there any like basic thing that people like all the students requires to show themselves like in, I don't know, big companies or any other way as a designer or anything. You mean to find a job? Yeah, like, yeah, to find a job or is there anything like all the young designers you think nowadays then you have this kind of like skill, like for example, storytelling with like social medias or like. For sure it's helpful, but I don't think it's, you know, the number one thing you need, because, um, how can I say it? Um, definitely, definitely, you have to showcase yourself, and you have to believe in the, like, what you're putting out into the world, but it can be in, like, a variety of ways, you know, social media is one way, for sure, if you do have, like, this, um, this talent for social media that not everyone has, that, I mean, that's great, but there's also different things, like, for example, you can enter competitions um there's all over yeah. asia competitions that have like recognition in europe as well and if you do want to you know maybe work in europe one day i mean mm -hmm. competitions are a great way to get your name out there and kind of get your work to be seen so yeah I think, oh yeah. I, I almost forgot one thing. So like when I was a student, all the when I was a student, every student would like to try to like push their word to like I don't know like all the stylists to try to find the stylists that will borrow their like dresses or their outfit yeah. to like shoot in the thing. And yeah, I think is that is that something that you you would definitely recommend too? For sure. I mean, I think honestly, <laughs> I think it's a great idea, but. Personally, I wasn't very good at doing that. <laughs> I wasn't very good at doing that. But I did, I did see a lot of my classmates do that. And it's mm -hmm. also like a super, super great way to get your work known because 
the classmates that I did see doing that who had like personal connections or reached out whatever to stylists True, yeah um so how this works is that the stylist will borrow your clothes um from wherever in the world sometimes it can even be in like uh from Europe to Asia Asia to Europe or the states um and then whatever magazine that they're commissioned for they'll put it in a magazine and that way your work has press it can be printed and stuff I mean yeah that's a really great way as well yeah and also that's a good way to make connection with stylists yeah for sure yeah so back to Omache so um Omache is a good way for everyone to showcase themselves obviously and then like um so Maybe let's open up for some questions. If someone has questions right now, maybe can just ask, but don't ask too much about like uh, the companies. Maybe ask more about like the experience that Judy have and uh, it'll be great to learn something from Judy right now if you actually have the chance. Um, so ask me something about Mashi. <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I um... <laughs> What do you think is the most important thing to think about as a student when, you know, if you want to start with Omarche? Yeah, I mean, because Omarche that we try to insert this kind of idea of like industry ready thing for a student, because now actually it is really interesting, like one out of 10 students actually got to stay in design. This is the, like a, the, 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 the number they say on BOF. So not that many, many people actually end up doing design because that design like fashion world is so competitive. And yeah. like we have like this work, we have this ability, we have this ability to design something good. I mean, of course, I mean, having like going to a company is good, but like at the same time, you can also do your own thing from when you're a student. So like when I study, like I, just like what you said, like uh, in LCF, it's really all about you about your work, your, your, yourself, your development. But uh, what we really can do right now as a student, like if you want to like be a little bit more like competitive in the future, is like you need to understand who your audience is and like how you, like, how you can use your work to acquire those audience, to like get the attention from those audience. So that's the branding thing that you can learn from, from day one, like you actually start your own, your own, own collections. For example, like uh, a lot of students are doing something that really avant-garde, which is really amazing. Like I have like so, a lot of new idea out there. Like, but I mean, how do, how do you make it like commercial? I think that's the thing that like, I think if I was a student, I would try to consider from like when I, student, when I was doing short project, like any project when I was a student. And how do I like use it as the medium to like reach out to people or to like um, talk to like my audience or find the like influencers or not influencers or my family or friends or to yeah. wear my thing and to like put it out there to see that my work is actually flexible enough for everyone to wear it. So yeah, I think that's, um, that's, that's why but- you can start to. That's yeah, true. After, I mean, after LCF, that's the question everyone asks themselves, you know, like, how can I make this avant-garde thing like into something someone wants to wear? And I think my answer is honestly just market research. You have to know mm-hmm. what market you want to be in. It's very, very, very specific, actually. Like, you can't just say luxury, like, you know, everything is, I mean, if you want, it can be luxury, but I mean, positioning, brand positioning, you have to know, like, who are your competitors? Um, and like the price point you want to be at and everything. 
this is all like really important if you if you want to start your own brand and you want to sell. Yeah. So um, so the other thing that I will do is like I mean, so in New York, when 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 working in New York, it's totally different from working in like I mean other places in like Europe. I think like in Europe, New York is like really commercial. So I think that's something yeah. that you can also learn from because that what you need is the money to keep your design going. So yeah, in the end, it's a business. Mm-hmm. So uh, my sister. Is say that say that no. So we can open to some question right now. Like, is there anyone who actually have a question? You can start to ask me, and I'll filter it down. Like, if it's something inappropriate, I'll be like, no, not this question. Pass. But like, please ask ask some questions right now. Like, if anyone's interested to ask some question, or maybe like, like, yeah, no. So at the meantime,今天的话我们也可以提供就是讲中文,然后对,我们在Q&A的阶段,所以现在大家如果有任何问题的话,这是一个safe um,confidential的一些事情的话,有一些事情是不方便回答,但有关于职涯相关的,或者是其他相关的话,都可以欢迎提问哦。So, um, like, if people start to ask questions, I'll, I'll jump back to the question, but before that, I'll just start by saying other thing. So, uh, for people who are, like, really interested in, like, uploading their, like, work on Omashe, we'll definitely try to find a way to promote your work to, like, uh, different fashion houses. Maybe start from small one and then, like, try to find that bigger one, maybe. And, like, uh, yeah, so then you can, you can have the chance to, like, start doing some internship, maybe summer internship or something. And then it's a good way to actually for you guys to start uh, understanding what the industry is like and what they need and maybe they will help you in the future for a final collection to design something really unique and special for uh, before you step into the uh, industry. Mm-hmm. So any questions? Mm-hmm. Are there anything you want to ask? Oh, yes. Hello. Hi. Um, can I speak can Chinese? Yeah,其实就对我想要问说,因为我还是学生,然后我想问,你还是学生的时候,你是怎么找到你自己的设计方法,就是设计的那个过程。嗯,我觉得这个真的就是看经验啦,就是怎么说呢,你要真的就是往
look at the archive of every single brand that is kind of relevant to what you like um, and just see like how everyone got to where they are because an archive is like a history of someone's design, you know, and how can you develop your own like archive without understanding how other people got there? And so I think it's really like important to just keep studying, you know, research. Research is very, very important. Yeah, but like sometimes it's good to like step out of your comfort zone. 去试着看不同的东西，因为说不定你可以从这个东西给他找一个element，那个东西找一个element，或者你再看这本书的时候找一个新的element。那你到时候可以去自己去add说，OK，哪个elements放在我的衣服上，我的look上面看起来是好的，
uh, companies will speak English and whatever. So you have to look at who is the creative director of the brand. Yeah, that's true. Creative director is speaking English, and he is like British or American, whatever. Most likely, most likely, the teams will have to speak English. And if it's a very, very heritage brand, for example, Hermes or Chanel, you'll definitely need to speak French. So you really have to look at who is the creative director of the brand you want to work for. It's very specific,、mm. um, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, like,、um, if the creative director is not like French, I guess most of the time they will speak English to you. Yes,、um, and also if he、uh, wants to, I mean. For example, if the creative director is coming from another country like London,、uh, UK, London, America, most of the times they'll want to surround themselves with the same people,、um, mm-hmm. and so you'll you'll be able to speak English. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's also about your boss too, right? I mean, if your boss is like yeah, for sure, English speaking, it's then, difficult to、yeah. know who is the head of you know of each. Yeah.、Uh, so that's a bit more more like specific, but I mean, it also works in another way. For example, like if the creative director is Italian, then you're going to be expected to know how to speak Italian, unless it's very very <laughs> rare instances where they don't care. But you'll kind of feel a bit、um, uncomfortable because everyone around you will be speaking Italian, even though it's okay for you to work in English, and they'll they'll hire you and you speak English to them. You kind of won't feel like you fit in、you、because everyone there, around、yeah. you will be speaking Italian. You know,、um, that's very true. That's a bit tricky. Yeah. So, any more questions? One more question. Anyone? 有有问过人也还可以再问哦。嗨<笑> ，OK， 还有人有问题吗？不然我抓一个人啊。好、oh, ，OK， 好，你再问一个。嗯、呃，关于你在申请那个当初在梅森马吉亚工作的时候，你的作品集的方向你是怎么知道说他们想要怎么样作品集？是根据那个公司的？一些风格来决定吗？嗯嗯，这个问题也有点复杂。嗯、um, ，怎么说？然后我们先，我在这之前，我先问一下，呃，大公司通常有几个几轮的面试？几轮？嗯，就是有几次面试。那真的要看公司 ，It really depends。呃、uh, ，I mean, for example, for me, it's just、uh, it was a bit complicated, but just one. Yeah.、Uh, but other friends. Oh, I I have been on like two two interviews.、Uh, mm-hmm. I would say two maximum three for a junior position. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it really depends on the、uh, company. Because sometimes first, like sometimes for a bigger company, the first interview will be with HR just to see like、um, if you、I、match、understand. the criteria,、um, and kind of get like a vibe. Do you like this person? And then, if they accept you, then you move on to interview with the designer,、uh, mm-hmm. kind of like the person who will be in charge of you.、Um, and usually, this is when you're going to show your portfolio, like to the designers directly.、Um, then, if the designers think it's a good match,、um, either he can make a decision, or you need to meet with the creative director. But it's quite rare 
um, to have to meet with a creative director for a junior position. But it really yeah. depends on the company. Yeah. So, um, but regarding, uh, yeah. Regarding the portfolio question. Um, so basically, I would say don't make a specific um, portfolio. Like, a, don't make a new one. Okay. So use everything that you've, um, you take everything that you've uh, done ever since, you know, you, you, your studies um, and kind of like, for example, for us, we had uh, like two major projects a year, right? So you have so many projects to choose from. Um, I would say like, if you, you should do minimum one project a year. Um, and so you have a few to choose from at the end of your studies. Then when you're applying to a company, you take the ones that kind of match the aesthetics, you know, and when uh, you're sending a portfolio for the first time um, by email, at most, at most, you send three projects, but very, very small projects. Like you just take the best pages, you know, but when you're showing um, to the designer uh, in person, you bring your full portfolio um, and kind of, um, how do you say you show the most relevant ones first, the ones, the projects that you think are going to match the aesthetics of a company. Um, then from there you trickle down and sometimes they'll stop you like after three because they don't have time. So you kind of prioritize your projects in how it can match the company. Does that make sense? Mm. <laughs> so it's just that portfolio is important, show 在, 在你, 在你去见到这个你要面试你的人之前你可以先去秀一些就是你觉得说比较好的那三个那等到就是你真的去面试的时候你可以秀就是比较说你在所有的portfolio那把你觉得比较跟这个公司比较relevant的东西放在比较前面
I mean, it's quite happy so too. So. What, what I would say is um, when, if you are invited for an interview, you ask, uh, most likely they'll say, um, please come with your uh, CV, resume, um, and your book, which means portfolio. Um, and if they say like you can bring like some few garments, uh, that's fine too. If not, you can just ask like, oh, should I, is there anything else I should bring? For example, my final garments. It really depends. Some people they don't want to see because it's not very relevant, but some do. So you can just ask. Okay. 那如果有什么问题的话可以DM在OMASHE上面就是说DM就是Kimberly或DM我 或者是对都可以问我那如果就是我觉得有几个还不错的话那我可能会想要把推给就是不同的就是比如说一些公司啊就是让你们看有什么觉得哪一些公司适合你们去实习啊或是会想要就是帮你们去找一些就是stylists